Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Good evening, everybody. Matt Steinmetz, Daryl, the guru Johnson, joining you from the Crown Royal Club at Oracle Arena. The Golden State Warriors have now won six consecutive games after a 131-121 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. You are listening to the Warriors wrap-up presented by Realtor.com, the home of home search. And it was another night where Steph Curry uh, put on a show and you start looking at numbers, 12 for 20, 7 for 11, 37 points, 9 assists. Dare I say we're kind of just getting used to it. I was saying in the pregame, Guru, that it almost feels like after a while you get numb to the statistics the Warriors put up and the and the points and the rebounds and the, the records. 37 and 9, and it doesn't even really feel like one of the special Steph Curry games. Just another ho-hum 37. It's it, it's a quiet, can I call it quiet 37? I mean, very quiet. And, Stani, you look at the box score, 12 of 20. That's efficient. He's not doing it in volume. He's just he's just on point right now. And if this were a car, he'd be a Ferrari engine, and everything is revved up. And he's just he's leading the brigade right now, and it's special. And I don't know if that's a bad thing that it's a quiet 37, or do you just got to be a bad dude to have 37 points in the game and and not be loud? Well. You know, the, the, the fact that the scoring is up like it is, and the Warriors came into tonight the second leading scoring team in the NBA. They'll end up being the leading scoring team in the NBA. Uh, after tonight, there's more points to go around. And if you look, I'm still, if there's one little thing I'm a little surprised about this year so far, it has been the minutes that the starters have played. You look again tonight, Durant was over 40. Draymond was at 34, Clay 37, and and Curry 37. Those aren't crazy high, but nine games into the year, and it's a year where Steph, uh, where Steve Kerr said he was really going to rely on the bench, and yet y- you look at a game like tonight. They played a lot of minutes, and how competitive was the game? I don't know. Did you ever think the Warriors were going to let this one slip away? I I didn't. Not one time. Let me ask you this. We talked about Steph getting an easy 37. Do you think the way that this team is sharing the ball and they're playing offense, Tony, there, could there be such thing as easy minutes to where it's not that wear and tear, you know, knock them, knock them down, drag them out, to where, good God, I got to go to the bench, I got to raise my hand to get out. It seems like it's easy, long minutes, but it's easy. We can't touch anybody anymore, so the physicality well, is less. I mean, that's – Man, there's no doubt about that. I mean, we're we're seeing a lot of that. I think in terms of players getting to the foul line. What was the foul total? Twenty six and twenty four, fifty fouls. That's a fair amount for an NBA game. And so, 
Uh, Warriors get to the line 30 times. Pelicans get to the line 27. They're both shooting threes. We're going to see a lot of games like this, 131-121. is the number. You want to talk about this one tonight, 131-121. The Warriors uh, win tonight over the Pelicans. They've beaten the Pelicans now 28 of the last 31 games. Uh, that's what's known as dominating a team. I'll tell you who I was not impressed with tonight. Oh, I got a list. Go ahead, And that would be Anthony Davis. Okay, he was banged up. He missed two games uh, because of an uh, elbow injury. But he was just no factor tonight. No factor when the game mattered. He finished with 17, 12, and 7. But he's got seven points at halftime. Uh, He's got nine points by the time the Warriors get up. 17 and then he throws in a couple late that really don't matter I mean he just he is a great player and when you play the Golden State Warriors you need your great players to be great and he was not great tonight and it might have been the injury it might not have been the injury it doesn't matter could have been rust doesn't matter he you you can't beat the Warriors when your best player, Anthony Davis, goes six for sixteen from the floor and gets I mean, he, five free throws. Donnie. I mean, he's got to do he's got to do more than that. They would have been nowhere tonight without uh, Drew Holiday and Miritich. And the Pelicans again. They didn't impress me, Donnie. Well, you said they were the second best team in the West. Yeah, maybe. but they, I, I'm just saying tonight against the team that knocked them out in the playoffs. I know it's one game, a short sample size. I feel like that gap is as big as it was last May. What changed? Julius Randle just seemed like he was rushing, like his timing was off, and I thought he was going to be starting alongside of uh, AD with Miritich, and that would be a formidable front line, but it didn't happen, and he came in, and and I, I thought he just, you know, tried to get his. It wasn't team basketball. I did see Anthony Davis matched up with the small a couple times, Tiny, and he didn't back him down. He settled for that jump shot. The game kind of reminded me from Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns. Son, you got to use your size. And I just felt like tonight he didn't do it. Well, he ended up playing 41 minutes, so he he. They got a game tomorrow it, night. If it was rust – um, you know, Alvin Gentry certainly let him play through that. Julius Randle tonight, minus 23 in 23 minutes. He was by far Lord. the lo- the worst player when it comes to uh, plus minus. I thought the Warriors, uh, even though their bench didn't play a ton of minutes, Jarebko was very, very solid again. And, and he's look- he looks like, to me, uh, the the player right now that Steve Kerr can rely on most off the bench. I mean, we know Iguodala until things really start to count. He took six shots tonight. Is probably not going to be very consistent. Um, he tends to get more consistent as the year rolls on. But Jarebko looks like he's found a, a niche. He's got some confidence. And it looks like the teammates of his trust him, too. Um, I think he's going to become kind of the – I don't want to say focal point of that second you. unit, but he's going to get a lot of minutes with that second unit, and he's going to he's going to be a consistent player for this team. And can I say he's just a mixture of what uh, 
uh, Nick Young was supposed to be, Caspi, and McCaw. I feel like you get three of those ingredients in Jarebko. And the bench, again, third game in a row, Stani, outscored its opponent 30-21. to 21. Uh, Iguodala looks spry, six shots. I just feel like the Warriors got something going, not just with the starters, but with the bench. And now they got Minnesota coming in on Friday. Uh, we'll Derrick see Rose, if- 41 tonight. At 50 tonight. Oh, I thought he had 41. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, we'll see if he (laughs) plays or doesn't play. Uh, So he didn't play tonight. But, uh, yeah, Derrick Rose with a career-high 50 tonight for Minnesota in their win over Utah. Uh, He'll be coming in here on Friday uh, when the Minnesota Timberwolves come in and play the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors also uh, starting to knock down threes as a team. I realize that – Steph Curry had another big seven for 11, but 16 for 32, the Golden State Warriors were. And look, they took fewer three-pointers than the Pelicans, and they made more. Right there, you're you're fighting uphill. I mean, you're just fighting uphill when the Warriors shoot 50% from three uh, and and the Pelicans go 12 for 35, Guru. Yeah, and I said this to you in in Warriors Live, Stani, is, is the games keep coming. I mean, at what point outside of maybe two or three games is is this team not going to be favored? And they're clicking early. I'm not throwing the 73 out there. I won't do it. I'm just telling you with this new style of play, if you want to call it that to where it, it, it it's not thug basketball and you can't pull and grab – I almost feel like it's an open gym type of style that's to the Warriors' advantage. And at what point are we going to see a team beat them? I I just feel like nine out of ten nights, they're going to be favored to win, Matt. Maybe more than that. I mean, they're only going to not be favored against two. Boston in Boston. (laughs) Okay. Seriously, I don't know who else. I mean, I don't. That might be the answer. I think that's it. And, and. I mean, they'll probably be favored in Philly. Who's the? I mean, maybe in Utah. Maybe there'll be a uh, yeah, yeah Toronto, Toronto. Maybe All right. uh, Steph Curry tonight had thirty-seven. He scored uh, at least twenty-nine in eight of the first nine Warriors games. Seven for eleven from three-point range. He's made at least five three-pointers in eight out of nine games. No other player has ever done that in more than four of the teams first nine games is also Draymond Green's first double-double of the season. He had a chance for a triple-double. He had, I thought he was going fishing a little like he'll normally do, uh, but he ended up with, what, eight assists for Draymond Green. It saved Green. him when, when we thought the game might, like, uh-oh, you know, eight or six points. But uh, he brought that emotion. And again, Stoney, 16 after 18 a couple games ago. This is vintage Draymond. 16, 15, and 8 for Draymond Green tonight. I think the best part of his night was only two turnovers. When Draymond doesn't turn the ball over, this team is is a lot more efficient. The Warriors have scored at least 120 points in seven of their nine games this this year, including uh, six in a row. I mean, these these numbers are ridiculous. The Warriors scored 120-plus in 30 games last year, and in those games they were 28-2. and I get it. The Pelicans want to play up-tempo. I get it. A lot of teams in the league want to play that way. I don't – I don't. Huh? I mean, it, it's more exciting. It's more fun to watch, you could make the case. But I just don't know if it's the way to come into Oracle Arena and beat this team. Uh, 
I, I just I, I don't see it. And I know I you don't, don't like to do it. this, Donnie, but I'm, I'm just going to ask you on this uh, this Wednesday night. It's early, but if you had to vote MVP, there's no doubt Steph Curry's running running. Can I dare say running away with it no. thus far? Look, what about Kawhi Leonard? That yeah, team's but, undefeated. But is he doing – I mean, he's taking nights off. You know, he's resting. We get it coming back from injury. But right now, this guy's showing up. And, I mean, we're getting too many nights, Donnie, at 12 of 20. I don't want to say that's perfect. And, I mean, he's just doing everything to set his ball club up to get the win. And it's just beautiful to watch right now. Poetry in motion. Uh, I mean, again, though, you're, you're, you're still looking at a team with Kevin Durant. <laughs> and it's uh, – We'll see. I mean, we'll see if he keeps. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Are you shocked at how well he's playing, Steph? Not, not really. Out not the game. really. No, I mean, he's he's at the top of his game right now. And there's just no doubt about it. And it looks like he's got more confidence than he's had mm-hmm. uh, in the recent past. But, uh, I mean, I do think it's it's way too early to start talking about the MVP. He's probably up there right now with with Kawhi Leonard, I would say. Jokic is probably up there. Uh, Who else is having a good year in terms of uh, record? The damn sure ain't James Harden. No, no, that team team, uh, (laughs) is struggling. They are struggling. All right, 888-957-9570 is the number. The Golden State Warriors, 131. The Pelicans, 121. When we come back... We're going to start taking some of your phone calls. You are listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. I think last year we had the same focus. There's a couple games we just let go. But this year, I think the game's so fast and there's a lot of offense, it's hard to keep up with us when we move the ball like that and we get out of transition. So I think that's just the game has changed so much from last year. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. That was Kevin Durant talking about tonight's ball game in particular and then in general the Warriors' fast start this year. Uh, they raised their record to 8-1 and one tonight with a 131-121 victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. You are listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, and it's brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let's go out to the The game is over, and now we want to hear from you. Time for our From the Fans segment, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers, the best since 1952. All righty, let's head out to Rob in San Bruno. How you doing, Rob? What's going on, man? What's going on, fellas? How are you, man? What's up, Rob? I'm I'm good. I'm good. What up, Guru? Hey, um... Man, I, I'm, I, the Warriors are great, no no doubt about it, but I, I'm sick of watching this, man. It's like watching the 24-hour fitness game at, in Oakland somewhere or something. We're just up and down shooting threes. Mm-hmm. And the cold part about it is you're not going to beat the Warriors playing that way. You're playing their game. You're playing right into their hands. What happens to having big guards who can post or bigs who can do some pick and roll, pick and pop, and beat them up inside? Draymond is 6'7". You got seven footers. Why they not? I know they don't play that way, but... You're not going to beat the Warriors trying to outshoot them. It don't matter who you are. They're going to – I don't – I don't – I don't. where's where's the chess game at? They don't do that no more in the NBA or just like ratings and, and just putting up numbers because 
anybody who knows basketball who has played basketball will tell you the same thing. You're not going to beat them trying to shoot the ball. So why keep doing it? I mean, I, hey, Rob, me I, out. I think uh, wow. I think you're right on the money to tell you the truth. Um, I, I just, on. you know, if you if you listen to Kobe Bryant, he was asked about the the Warriors. Uh, before the season started, and he's like, you can't play small against the Warriors. You have to actually play big, and you have to try to beat them up. Problem is you can't beat anybody up in the NBA anymore. You can't physically dominate a team or physically start pounding a team. Otherwise, you're going to send them to the line. But uh, I, it's so difficult because we've got two sentiments of uh, – the sentiment of a Golden State Warriors fan, and most of the people that listen to these shows, our, our station, are fans of the Golden State Warriors, and, and even suggest that this isn't great or this isn't exciting. It's, does, it sounds so crazy, but yet there are a lot of people, fans of other teams in the league, who probably are looking at the Warriors and the league in general and saying, well, if the league's going to be playing this way, I mean, the Warriors have even more of an advantage than they've ever had. This may sound crazy, Stani. I know the operation and the goal of the opponents of the Warriors is to win the game. But now with this style of play that Rob sees and I see, do you think these guys, the opponents, are having fun playing the up-and-down style to where the losses, it's what it was going to be regardless of the style, so they're having fun playing basketball but but still taking the L if you get where I'm at. Just the fast free, the open gyms type of just run and gun. We'll play four quarters. <laughs> Ho- hope we come out on top. But if not, we had fun playing that way, which favors the Warriors. We're I seeing mean, too many teams do it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, if the whole league wants to play like this, I think the whole league's going to be sitting behind the Warriors for a while. Let's go to uh, Antonio. Antonio's in Oakland. What's up, Antonio? Yo, what's up, guys? Man, I, I was so I was happy to see you guys. I'm like, oh, that's my guys right there. I called them. I'm I'm, I'm their favorite caller, you know. Young Steph Curry, yeah. you look like Antonio. Man, <laughs> look like a twin. Oh, he, yeah, everybody tells me that. I mean, I've been to the, I've been to all the championship parades where everybody takes pictures with me and say, hey, man, you're Curry. Yada yada. <laughs> Nine games, eighth games, whatever you want to call it. You know, everybody calls me Curry. But, yeah, you know, we're unstoppable, you know. Like, no matter what they do, it's like, you know, you can't really beat them up. It's like it's like telling a safety, hey, hit that receiver over the middle. Oh, wait, you can't really hit receivers over the middle anymore, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, the Warriors are unstoppable. Nobody can stop them doing anything. You know, you have to – I don't know. You just, you just have to pray, man. You have to pray they miss. That's it, you know. And, um, you know, it's a matter of time before I come on you guys' show because I am, you know – one of your top Mount Rushmore callers, and I got major love for you guys. Even when I take shots at Steiny, you know it's always out of love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, and and, and I appreciate He's smiling you. Now. I appreciate you coming over and uh, introducing yourself tonight. And we'll be compiling our uh, Mount Rushmore of callers. Um, probably sometime in the mid, works. middle of next week. I think we're going to put that together, and and you're, you'll garner some consideration. Okay, hashtag put me on the show. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, you're, 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 uh, you're, hey, you're a role player on our show. I mean, what can we tell you? Hey, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it, Antonio. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching tonight's game, and it's it's fun to watch, and it's I never 
am not impressed by the way these guys shoot the ball. But it's a foregone conclusion. They're going to win. They're going to win the game. There's there's not really a lot of doubt, especially when they come here and play. Um, you know, I think the question right now is how interested can they stay for the rest of the year? Because it is a long season. And I thought tonight, you know, with Clay breaking the record, dropping in the 14 threes, I, I wanted to see if KD, you know, was going to hit a three and get hot and try to go for it without really trying to go for it, wink, wink. And that, to me, is is the competition within the Warriors. It's almost like they're not playing their, their opponent. They're playing themselves. And when they're dialed in, it's all good. I'm going to tell you this, Donnie. I know it's early, but Houston is struggling. And with this new system or the way that the game is being played, Daryl Morey has to be kicking himself in the rear end of letting Ariza and Mabute go when you had the ingredients to have this great team down 3-2. And you would think with the rules the way they are now, that would work to your favor to try to knock off the Warriors. Now they seem like they just take three or four steps back. I don't see a team out there that this can scare this team, Stoney. That's what I'm getting at, and, and Rob too. Well, we'll see what – we'll Boston's a team I still want to uh, see over uh, the course of the season. I think they're going to be a darn good team uh, by the end of the year. Although, you know, now you look at that team and it doesn't look like Hayward is the Hayward he used to be. And if that's the case, you wonder, do they have enough scoring uh, on that team? 888-957-9570 is the number. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. When we come back, we'll hear from Steph Curry. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Steinmetzen Guru with you. Warriors 131, Pelicans 121. You're listening to the Warriors Wrap-Up, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Let's hear from Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah, I put a lot of work in and got a lot of input from a lot of different people um, over the summer throughout the preseason. But it, um, it's just about having confidence and putting the work in, um, the reps and feeling comfortable out there. So uh, I've always said I want to continue to try to improve my shooting and get more efficient. Um, obviously a good start to that, but got to sustain it and stick to the program of what I've been doing. And, uh, yeah, it's not just me. Obviously I do have a, a good team around me on and off the court um, that kind of get me in the right frame of mind and get my body right too. It's Steph, what do you think has been key for Draymond to have the kind of impact he had tonight and as well as just early in the season considering he missed some preseason games? Um, he didn't change his name, and he's still Draymond Green and number 23 for the Warriors, and you never worry about him finding a way to impact the game. If he's making or missing shots, whatever, he always gets timely stops. He's talking, emotional leader, so um, – just like it was with Clay shooting the basketball, you never worry about Draymond getting implemented into that all-around game that helps us get wins. So um, it's great to see him with a little pep in his step and a little juice and excitement out there and playing well. And follow up on the earlier question, nobody's ever shot 50% from three with a high volume of shots. 
do you allow yourself to go to that possibility even? No, just like the seasons where I, I'm in the high 30s or whatever, or wherever I'm at, and I get that question about the 40% streak or whatever, never really get too high or low. Just over 82, I'm going to keep shooting, and whatever it is at the end, tally it up. But, um, again, it's about the perspective of every night I'm out there trying to take the shots that I feel like I can make. And, you know, again, have confidence and just just make shots. Is Jarebko a different player than you envisioned when you guys signed him? No, he's exactly what I envisioned in terms of being a a floor spacer in terms of knocking down threes, um, being you know tough and physical, setting great screens. Uh, he's got a high IQ in terms of how we flow on the offensive end. And obviously it takes a little bit of transition time to understand the full kind of, you know, timing and, and flow of how we get our shots and how we play. Um, but obviously the last four or five games he's been he's been amazing. So, you know, he, we were going to call him early in the year, try to get him acclimated, and uh, he looks good out there for sure. Steph, along those lines with Cherepko, but the rest of the second unit with Andre and McKinney and Looney, what kind of identity do you think you guys have gotten with your reserves? I think they're just they're scrappy. And, um, you know, mo- like most of our second units that we've had to start the second and fourth quarter of you know years past, it's all about yeah, the defensive identity for sure to start um, – having the versatility to be able to switch a lot of screen and rolls or whatever the case is and rebound the basketball at a high level. Um, might not play as fast up and down, but still be able to create good shots get clay open when they need to. Uh, but everybody be a threat out there. So, you know, this first half of the season until DeMarcus gets back, it's going to be important for them to establish, continue to establish that identity. Um, and when he when DeMarcus gets back, it could change a little bit in terms of playing through him, whatever the case is. But defensively, they that's where uh, we create separation uh, with that lineup out there, and uh, it's only going to continue to get better. All right, that was Steph Curry talking about tonight's game, his fast start, the one thirty one one twenty one win over the Pelicans. John Dickinson joining us. He's just emerged from the locker room tonight. JD, how's it going, man? A lot going on downstairs tonight. Uh, give me, give me, uh, give me one, one good thing. Just right out of the shoot, I asked Steve Kerr first question. Like to get it in before there's a lot of riffraff with the microphone and handing it around the room. Just uh, what did you make of the the imprint that Draymond Green put on the game tonight? What did you think of the imprint Draymond Green put on the game tonight? And Steve Kerr flat out said. I think Draymond Green was the best player on the floor and that it wasn't the most clean game for the Warriors, even though it was a high-scoring game. And it it got gritty enough to where Draymond Green found himself making more uh, of an impact. So I, I, I thought that Draymond was the best player on the floor tonight overall. That was one of the reasons I asked Coach Kerr that, and he he agreed with it. And I thought it was you know, just kind of a good starting point tonight, because yeah, Curry did his thing, thirty-seven. Durant had his twenty-four. Clay wasn't quite as good shooting the ball as as he was certainly in the last game. I thought the bench was another theme, but to me, tonight started and 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 ended with Draymond Green's 
intensity level and all the intangibles. Yeah, and there were, it, it seemed, J.D., like there were a few times in the game where he reset it and got the emotion back. Obviously, uh, the, the, the non-charge call on the Julius Randle play got him a little bit wound up. And I just think every time uh, you, you take a look at Anthony Davis, uh, it's, it's got to make you want to defend. And uh, he certainly did defend tonight. Let's go. Uh, let's hear from Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant in the Warriors locker room. Let's take a listen. I think we, uh, I thought when, we caught, when he caught the ball, we tried to uh, get it out of his hands quick. And uh, I think that allowed all the other guys to get going. Um, but. We didn't let him get going with the dunks, and I think that nice their team, so we tried to take that away. It seems like this year is a, you know, a, a little bit more focused um, than the start of last year, specifically um, you know, when Draymond had that one block, he just ran over, and it just seemed like it was more like that. Have you seen that this year more so than last year? No, it's just that we 8-1. and one. We started off 4-5-3 and five and three last year, and uh, so it looks a little different because of the numbers and the record, but uh, – I think last year we had the same focus. Um, it's a couple games we just let go. But this year I think we're just trying to uh, – I think, I mean, to be honest, the game's so fast and there's a lot of offense. Um, it's hard to keep up with us when we, uh, when we move the ball like that when we get out in transition. So I think that's just – the game has changed so much from last year. Hey, Kevin, Draymond has had so many games like this, but just considering he missed – few preseason games what do you think has been key for him to be able to have this kind of impact so early in the season he's Draymond Green he's an all-star I mean I don't I don't think two missed preseason games did anything to him um probably just the fact that he just went out there and played tonight he had a good matchup he was excited for and went out there and, and did his thing so I thought he was playing great throughout you know even from the start of the season um coach did a good job of like you know trying to make sure his conditioning was back but everything that's the only thing that was that he probably was missing was conditioning but other than that he was he's been playing great basketball i think he scored well had a lot of rebounds but i mean he his game is just his energy his you know just flying around on the defensive side of the ball i think he was doing that from the start of the season kevin you, you've worked alongside steph a couple of seasons now and and he's he said he keeps striving to be more efficient with his shot um what he's doing so far through nine games, 53% almost from three. Uh, does he continue to amaze you to some extent? Uh, at this point, uh, when somebody's that good, you just expect them to do it every day. And uh, you, you tend to take people for granted when, they when they've been doing it for so long. And I try not to do that. But I also don't want to just sit there and just marvel at them <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I also have to play as well. Um, so I got to find that balance of just really, really appreciating um, what you see out there. And, um, you know, but I, ex I I got high expectations for him, so I expect him to play this well. Shoot, not even, I'm not saying the numbers have 37 a game, but his efficiency, I expect him to do that every day because he works at it and uh, he wants it. So, um, yeah, that probably is taking it for granted, I guess. Were you surprised at all when uh, Jonas threw you? that behind the back pass on the fast break uh not oh uh, yeah i was a little surprised um i didn't i didn't think he seen me that fast man that was a hell of a play by jonas and he's just been playing great basketball for us um this season and um he's getting more confident with what we do and he's having fun out there man so those one of those plays you can just say you can just see that um 
you know, he's enjoying what he, where, he, where he is right now. Just everybody's just, you know, trying to do their best to make him feel comfortable, and he's been a great teammate. Katie, I'm sure you remember the play where uh, Draymond tried to draw the charge uh, on Julius unsuccessfully, and then he kind of used that to, f- to feel himself to, you know, help produce three turnovers right afterwards. What's that like as a teammate to you know, see someone kind of use an unfortunate set of circumstances to fuel him just to come right back and, you know, be that productive? I, I'm sorry. I just think Draymond is always like that. I think the moment he wakes up on a game day, he's play, he's he's going to display that energy and effort. Um, he doesn't need a play like that to get him going. Is what I'm saying. And I think he's like he's that way from the start of the game. And when he's that energetic and he's out there rebounding like he does, like he did tonight, and moving the ball like he did tonight, he just makes us a he just takes us to the next level. Um, so. I'd like to give him a little bit more credit. I think he woke up this morning that way. Hey, Kevin, um, so far this season, what do you think the second unit's done in terms of forming an identity? Um, I feel like last year we had a nice – last two years with D. West in that, um, in that second line, in that second unit with Dot, uh, Clay, Andre, Draymond. Some. I thought we established like a post presence down low, giving the ball to D West and him making plays out of the post. And we don't have that luxury this year. Um, maybe when Cuz gets back, but for now, I think we're just you know we're playing really fast. We're moving the ball. Draymond's pushing it. Clay's coming off, uh, getting us good shots. And um, you know we're playing a lot of playing a lot on the perimeter. So uh, I, you know I feel like <clears throat> I feel like they're. We could play either way, and guys are ad- just adapting to the situation. And when Cuz comes comes back, and Coach start to um, mix up the lineups, uh, I think we'll adjust to that as well. So we got smart players that can that can pretty much do everything on the floor, and whatever's thrown at them, they can handle. That was Kevin Durant. He finished with 24 points tonight on 10 of 17 shooting, including two for three from three point range. It's time for the play of the game. Tune in tomorrow morning to Steinmetz and Guru at 10.30 for your chance to win $100. Now, here's the play of the game. Miritich drops the handoff. Jaremko gets it behind the back to KD for a breakaway dunk. All right, that was the play of the game. Brought to you by Putnam Auto. Visit Putnam Cadillac Chevrolet Buick GMC in Burlingame featuring the all-new XT4 crossover SUV. Or visit PutnamGM.com. And once again, remember to call into Steiny and Guru tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Tell us what the play of the game is or was for your chance to win $100. A lot of talk about Draymond Green after this one, uh, Guru. Uh, I mean, uh, well, I, you can jump in. I'm, I mean, I got I, your back, Steiny. I'm used to just uh, asking JD because he's, emer- he's emerged from the locker room. But the real question uh, is why, why did everybody seem to to kind of pile on with with Draymond's game today? I did it. Was it that out of the ordinary? Well, I don't think it was out of the ordinary. I just I just think it was it was pronounced tonight. The impact he had. I think that the number that they did on Anthony Davis I think starts a lot of the time with Draymond Green. It was an offensively flowing game, but it was a, a little bit more of a of an uglier game, which I think suits Draymond Green uh, very well. I, I thought, you know, a couple of things just from Draymond Green tonight. Uh, 
two things he said in the post-game press conference that I think are interesting. We can talk about them. One, the whole theme early in the season about how much more enjoyable this season is to the start of last year. Now, Kevin Durant, he kind of he kind of put that down. He said, "Well, it's just because we're winning, you know, almost every game last year. We were five and three, I think, after eight games." Well, with, with Draymond Green, he really touched on the fact that last year the Warriors totally skipped the process to a point where they won the championship and Draymond Green said, you know what, when you win the championship, usually you look back and you appreciate everything that you've gone through throughout the year. And he said, you know what, last year we didn't do that because we totally skipped it. We flipped the switch in the playoffs and won the championship and didn't embrace the the process throughout the course of last year. So they're doing it this year. And I think it's it's really it's proved to be a very very positive thing for them in this first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, but it goes back, Stani, to that that competition, that friendly competition among these guys, because the theme this year, th- thus far, early on, has been Clay going for fifty, Steph going for fifty, KD going for fifty, and I think it's to, you know Dre wanted to play himself in shape, and he's in shape now. And when you watch this dynamic to that shooting, it's spectacular, and this reminds you of Draymond Green two years ago. It really does. And the other big takeaway tonight, Draymond's coming for that Defensive Player of the Year award. Really? He wants that Defensive Player of the Year award back. Why? What? what, what? He, he wants it back. He said he, make it on second team last year. He's, he's PO'd about that still. And second team all defense is disrespectful, and he's coming for it. Well, I think I – think, which do you think is more disrespectful? Uh, Draymond not making first team – or Clay not making any defensive team, probably the latter, yeah. and and I don't even think I don't even think Draymond looks at it as he was disrespected necessarily. I think he looks at it as he didn't play at his absolute a one best last year, and now he's coming to get it. Gotcha. I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I think he always is going to have a little bit of that chip on his shoulder, but I think he's saying. I'm playing at a higher level this year because I'm coming to get it. Gotcha. So, you know how sometimes I watch the Warriors and say, this is a joke. Well, listen to this one. So, Curry made 402 threes in 15-16, right? And that was the year he was the unanimous MVP, if I'm not mistaken. He's on a pace to make 500 this year. 500 three-pointers. JD, it's a joke. Well, if you're going to make six a game, which is he's, what he's averaging at this point, then you can do that over an 82-game I mean, season. A- absolutely. Just, again, these numbers are unfathomable. They really are, JD. 500 three-pointers in a season. Over six a game, as I do the math in my head. He, he This is his best start ever, and... What did we say coming into the season? Kevin Durant's going to be asked at every turn, what's he going to do? What's his future? And they have just went out and annihilated the competition. I mean, three guys with 50-plus points within – we haven't even got to the 10th game of the season. My point is, when was the last time you heard that? What's KD going to do? They're quieting the noise with their play. And it's almost, I'm ready to say, unfair. Well, and he got asked tonight about, can he shoot 50%? 
from three for an entire season. And he, you know, he said, well, yeah. I, you know, I don't know about that. Just I mean, being there's, modest. There's, there's times where, you know, he kind of said, well, there's times where it's, you know, I've been 37, 38%, and I know it's coming up. Right. He knows that 53 is is coming down at, at some point, but how far down? Well, the 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 thing I found interesting was the night in Chicago when Clay had 14. I think somebody asked Curry, "What's realistic to to be the the next record, or how many could be made in a game in theory?" And Curry really gave it a lot of thought, and this. It's, it's only a matter of time. I mean, he took 24 three-point shots against the Bulls. And so, I, you know, Curry, I could see he was starting to figure out in his head, well, he took 24, you know, maybe 18, 19. The game, one guy. Well, if you're hot. I mean, is it possible if it's 18? I mean, 18 for 25? I think 18 for 25 in one game is possible. Well, it's definitely possible. But it. I mean, 18 for 25 from two-point range would be a phenomenal shooting night. But three is the new two. It's being played differently. It's like 30 is the new 20. There's not, Would you be three shocked if somebody two. broke that record this year, KD or Steph? I wouldn't be surprised by anything There's just anymore. no way you could be shocked, J.D. Well, I'd be surprised if KD did it. I don't, okay. because well, no, no, not, no, I agree with you there. Yeah, I, I mean, and that's, that's semantics. But to me, Clay or Steph could do it. <laughs> I'm amazing. trying to think who else, who else theoretically could do it in the le- around the league. To, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of guys. I don't, I don't either. Because, again, a lot of the three-point shots are, are volume. Devin Booker? Yeah, maybe. Mm. He's a, he didn't score 60 before. I'm just saying. To me, it would be, you know what it would be to me? It would be like a guy like Eric Gordon. It would be somebody that just got hot and just kept shooting on a team that is going to keep shooting it. That, that's just one name that, but I, that pops what, in my mind. But here's the, here's the reason I, do, I actually, the more I think about it, I don't think it can be Curry, anybody but Curry or Clay is if somebody else has got it going and they hit four, then six, seven, eight. You're taking the ball away from Well, them. and chances are that guy can probably be defended. You know, Curry and Clay on the court together at the same time, it's not like, you can, okay, we're going to shut a guy down because Curry can shoot it off the dribble so well and Clay moves without the ball so well. So, you know, the more I think of it, like if Eric, Go- if Eric Gordon got eight, threes in the first half against the Warriors they could say all right he's not getting more than two threes in the second half and they could probably make that happen I don't know that you could ever put a limit on what you can do to Curry and Clay to 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 stop them or to control them yeah it's it's almost pick your poison and then you bring in Kevin Durant oh by the way uh, to the mixed. It, it's unfair, and I'm not just saying this because I got the headset on and we're home with the Golden State Warriors. This is the best basketball team I've seen play. And DeMarcus Cousins is, oh, by the way, just sitting on the bench, getting himself healthy, and he will then be added to this mix. And I don't know what to expect. Well, then. you know what? And that's I mean, good, come that, on, Stoney. I mean, okay, how can they be, get better? How can they get better? They shoot over 50% from what they shoot today, 53. Yeah. <laughs> look, at, look at these shooting percentages for the Warriors, 53, uh, 58, 49, 50. Well, they, I mean, it's I mean, like DeMarcus Cousins gives them an element that they don't have. You know what, though? It's probably the one element I, that they don't have. But All right. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, 
the, the guys in the studio said maybe Kemba Walker. It's a good sure. one. Yeah. And maybe Damian Lillard. Lillard, huh? Lillard I or put McCullum. On, the, on that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I know this is going to sound uh, crazy. Well, it, it shouldn't because if you know basketball, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Cousins is going to give him something. But it's got to come from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Well, it, but it might come from Damian Jones or Kevon Looney or maybe Draymond Green or, or you know, or or a little bit. Maybe it's a bucket or game from somebody else. Yeah. I, I just I don't think it's as pronounced as it would be on other teams that it's got to significantly take away because his skill set really does fit offensively with the rest of them. Can shoot, can pass. Well, the passing is the thing. I that, mean, that if anything, he's a little different. turnover prone because he he's right. a little bit like Curry. He, he, he tries to make some fancy splash brother. Tries to Don't make some that. fancy passes. You know, I'm just thinking of you know he averaged seven threes a game last year. It's probably a couple too many. You would think, but then okay, so you like you don't want him shooting threes on this team. You want him shooting threes, Goo? I mean, it depends on how the game's going. If he's hot, yeah. And, if they're up twenty, go ahead and shoot. But him. <laughs> but just to sit back there, even if they're not standing, they're up ten. If you got a good chance of making them, wouldn't you sit? Wouldn't you sit there and just be like, "This is unfair." You got a seven footer hitting the threes along with Kerr. He's gonna get a shot, and if the shot's a three, I just think it makes it more magical in what you're watching. Well, and I guess what I'm saying is, if I'm any team in the league, and Boogie Cousins. I mean, they're gonna. He's gonna be treated like Draymond Green, uh, no matter how well he shoots it, because he has to be. But I'm also thinking, okay, now you put Boogie Cousins in the low post. They don't really. They haven't really played like that a lot. They 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 have with Durant every once in a while, um, but even that'll be. You know, this is not a team that goes in, then comes back out to get their threes like you're supposed <laughs> well, to. But that, they do it a lot of different ways. They do, and I. But I think that could be another way that they could they could do it now. Sure. Is dump it in and, and and kick it out. I also think, you know, Cousins' offensive game. While he does have the the low post ability, he, he's pretty good at the high post, yeah, no. and he's pretty good at driving. Yeah, I it's mean, he scary, really is man. good at like he is good at facing up and kind of. Starting to drive and spinning and using his weight to just create create space for a layup or to kick out to somebody. If they collapse on him, he can kick it to a corner. See, I think I think I think what he may find is, and I know the move you're talking about when he's got it at the top of the key and he's got a big man on him. Uh, if the floor is spread, like the Warriors like to spread the floor. He's not going to run into traffic like he always runs into, and and he, you know what I mean. Like yeah. he'll make the spin. There's two guys there. He can get it up, and then then he's just playing catch with himself. And then the other thing he can do is, I think he's going to be a hell of an offensive rebounder for this team. I think he he's going to get offensive rebounds. He's going to get putbacks. He's going to get his own miss. Nights they do miss, and and put it back <laughs> up. I and mean, I think he's he's very skilled in that way. And look, I mean. He's going to anchor that second unit too in terms of scoring. I think you know the, the Warriors are. By the way, the Warriors are getting a hell of a nice effort from the. I mean, Looney and McKinney and Jarebko. They've outscored the last three opponents. The bench. I mean, they're they're playing extremely well. And mm-hmm. Jarebko, I mean, talk about one play flipping a switch wow. for somebody's entire season. He gets that tip in 
against the Jazz, and he's been a completely different player. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. And if about he's it. knocking down open threes, I mean, look out because that's that's that element. Because he he can knock them down in the context of what's going on much better than say like a Nick Young last year. You know, where Nick Young's getting it and he's just kind of casting <laughs> that's a great off. Point. Like Jarebko's going to get some some open threes that are just going to be daggers because teams are going to be defending the Warriors and thinking, wow, there it goes to Jarebko, and he's not, he's not going to make that, and he's just going to bury And it might right. be two or three in a big game that helps to flip it. And the one thing that Draymond said uh, about about Jarebko tonight, too, was the, the, the passion and the intensity and the love of the game, the, the scrappiness that he plays with. He really you – know, he's not just a, a catch-and-shoot standstill guy. He'll get in there and bang a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's intelligent, uh, a player. So I, he's – he's for he this nice team – a block shot tonight. I think they can mitigate some After of his he weaknesses. it over. Yeah, you're right, but he, but he finished. I, I hear you. The one, uh, the one guy we haven't mentioned that I thought was solid again was Looney. Yeah. You know, he comes in and he gets some offensive rebounds. Here's the stat that I want somebody to uh, – to go get at some point. Uh, offensive rebounds, okay, when a team gets an offensive rebound, what team scores the most on that second possession? Because uh, wow. I think I think now, with I think we're going to see more threes on, on offensive misses because it's a scramble. You know you only have 14, and I, it just feels like a lot of teams are starting to do that a little. And if they do that, I think the Warriors are going to, like, that's where they'll be better than everybody else because they've been doing it for three years. They don't have to change anything. No, not one thing. Ouch. Not one thing. Grab so, it, kick it out, knock it down. Who's going to challenge this team? Well, we got a long way to find out. I got one more wild thought Hurry. this year. Yes. Could this team go undefeated at home? We're going to we're gonna have to chew on that one another time. But that's, I had that thought for the first time tonight. No team's ever done it. 40-1 and one was the best. And what a tribute to the final year here. Yeah. 131-121. Warriors beat the Pelicans. They are now 8-1. and one. Next ball game Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Thanks, to li- thanks for listening to Warriors Wrap Up, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.